Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. That's Podbean. That's Spotify. That's Google Podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, of course. And also we're on Dash Radio every single night on their Nothing But Net channel at 7 p.m. Also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Lots of new NBA shows there. Lots of new NBA content. The Zoom videos from all of the different games going around. Of course, the Heat are out, but the playoffs continue. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Brady Hawk has a recap of the Pat Riley uh, Zoom call today. That's on there right now. Of course, that's what we're going to talk about, but he goes into a lot of depth on it, so make sure that you check that out. He's also doing the player profiles every single day going forward. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. So many of our sponsors here are local here in South Florida. That includes our friends over at CPT of South Florida. It's right there in the name. They've been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud-hosted phone systems and managed IT. If you own a small or medium business, you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs, you got to give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. He can do the same for you. With a cloud phone system, you can work from anywhere on any device. So for a free in-person consultation, Call TJ. It's our guy TJ at 954-966-2766. And TJ's got a great new promotion. 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. Deal with an owner, not a sales rep. Give TJ at CPT a call at 954-966-2766. That's 954-966-2766. Or visit the website at cpt-florida.com. Again, that's cpt florida.com and now tonight's episode one two three four five on the floor welcome to five on the floor a daily show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick with alex toledo and greg sylvander part of the five reasons sports network all right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Alex Salito following the tropical blanket. I've got Greg Sylvander following with Greg Sylvander. Pat Riley did his end of year presser today. Of course, these things are on Zoom, not in person. Pat spoke for about 40 minutes. He gave us content basically for the next month. So we are not going to get into all of it today. We're going to touch on some things, but we're going to hit some big picture stuff that he talked about, and then we will deep dive on some of the individual topics. Uh, you can also catch it on our YouTube channel. We're going to be posting it on there if you want to follow along. Let me start here because I know Greg teased this a little bit. I did not know, by the way, Pat was speaking today. I thought it was tomorrow. That's kind of what I was told, so I was a little bit taken aback. Do not take your daughter to an ice skating lesson during the Pat Riley presser. That's the second time that I've had to handle that in the past like seven or eight months. But anyway... What I was going to talk about before Pat kind of sort of gave away the ghost on some of this stuff uh, was the big picture stuff with the Miami Heat. And that's where we're going to go today. And the number one thing that I've been told uh, by those who've spoken to the organization, by some inside the organization, is this. They have learned their lesson to a certain degree. 
about this group, okay? We know that historically, Pat Riley goes for the big fish, that the peripheral pieces are not as important. You can find those guys in various places, right? You can, you can turn over the entire roster in 2005 in the offseason because you didn't quite make it to the finals or win the championship, mostly because Dwayne Wade pulled a ribcage muscle, but still he blew up the whole thing, right? Okay, Eddie Jones uh, out, bring in Antoine Walker, bring in Posey, bring in Peyton, et cetera. Okay, he's done this over a variety of, of, of years. Greg has talked many times about how he looks, this looks to him like it could be that kind of reshaping. My understanding is it is that kind of reshaping. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are the only guys on this roster who are safe. Um, and that's going to lead into what Pat talked about today, because I think it will give you context in terms of why he said certain things and why he didn't, and maybe why some of the things he said were for public consumption, but not really reality. Okay. It's about Jimmy and Bam. So let's start here. They are fully prepared. And I know Pat dodged this today. He said, we haven't really discussed it internally. Of course they've discussed it internally. You have to discuss this internally. They are fully prepared to give Jimmy Butler, whatever the hell he wants. Okay. So if that means the full four-year extension, he's going to get the full four-year extension. I know that that makes some Heat fans cringe because it's a lot of money on the back end of that contract, but there are ways to structure that. So maybe it's a little bit more on the front end than the back end, but he is going to get his money. They did not go out and finally get a star, whether you call Jimmy a whale or an orca or just a big fish or whatever it is to then make him unhappy and, and, and create a situation where you have to move him or he's not going to be here long-term. He is going to be here long-term. He has, regardless of the Milwaukee series, he has proven it, okay? And so he is going to get that extension, okay? I'm just telling you all, everybody that. So this has been a debate here on Twitter, started by people outside of South Florida who don't really understand the situation. Jimmy Butler is going to get paid. Secondarily, they don't regret giving Bam out of bio that extension either. And Jim and, and Pat said that today, but they are essentially committed to those two guys. Everybody else is negotiable. It doesn't mean that Duncan Robinson can't come back or that they won't resign him. It doesn't mean that Tyler hero doesn't start the season with the heat or maybe finish the season with the heat, but everybody else that includes Dragic, hero Robinson, none right down the line, could go. This is this could be a total reshaping. And Pat actually signaled that at the end today, where he said, This is going to be a fun, you know, an interesting summer. There'll be a lot of news this summer. It's going to be a different offseason. Okay. The way that Pat framed things today was essentially that he had two seasons in one. That's the way they look at the bubble season, the COVID season, and then this season post bubble. It was kind of two seasons in one. This upcoming is going to be an offseason where they kind of evaluate the whole thing. And he also acknowledged today that they were essentially in a situation where they didn't want to give up the cap space going forward last year. They're not in that situation this year. They're willing to do just about anything to get themselves back in a position to be one of the top three teams in the East. And so, like I'm saying, it's Jimmy. He's going to get his extension. It's bam. They're committed to him. And that pretty much is the only guarantee this summer. Greg, with that, which you and I talked about, and Gray, Alex, and Adam, we all talked about this about 24 hours ago, but now Pat has sort of confirmed a lot of this with his words. What do you, what's your major takeaway from what Pat talked about today? Well, one was that, you know, when he said, I like the nucleus of our team, we've got a good core with Jimmy and Bam, we didn't make something to the effect of we didn't make a mistake on them. I think, um, 
I, I had tweeted a few days ago that they didn't feel like they needed a player to come in and fix anything. Uh, it had that had a lot to do with that. I had heard sentiment within the organization that like this notion that they have to go out and find a player that's better than either of those two in order to actually compete. That is not how the organization views those two guys. But this was my biggest takeaway is this when he talked about. I don't think you can continue to defer your flexibility down the road. At some point you have to determine your anchors and your complementary players that provide a specific fix to our weaknesses. Like that tells me talking about not deferring your flexibility that they're going to cook something up this off season. Alex, what was your takeaway? All right. So I was actually going to focus on the flexibility. I think he came in right from the start of, you know, the presser and was just coming in hot with, you know, giving context on what happened in the season. And, and uh, like Leif said, the two seasons in one, which I couldn't agree with more, but, you know, just from the outside looking in, that's really kind of what I would imagine it, fe- it felt like because, you know, the, the short off season and all that. And he kind of came in hard talking about the amount of flexibility that they have. And then as the presser went on and he kind of cleared some things up, including what Leif was talking about now with Jimmy and Bam being their core, I thought the whole thing was surprising, just kind of how how hard he went about it there uh, between the, the core talk and the the flexibility talk. I, I thought, you know, there was going to be so almost kind of like a towing the line between, you know, a lot of this team being brought back and maybe not. But from the start, it kind of felt like it, it was, he was leaning towards, yeah, there's a good chance this team isn't back uh next season from the start and it didn't seem like he was really trying to toe that line very much and you know and I say that and I still realize that it's it's still a possibility they retain Duncan they retain Kendrick they retain some of these older veteran guys and they bring much of the team back while also making other additions but I don't know between the the stuff that you've been uh, telling us for the past couple of days and the tone that I got from this presser it does feel like everything you guys have been talking about it feels like they're headed for big time roster overhaul. That's the way that it kind of made me feel, even though he did give a lot of praise to the guys that are on this roster already. That's the tone that I got from him is, you know, they're going to build around Jimmy and Bam and they're not afraid to really shake it up at this point. And that was something I wasn't sure we were going to see from him. Uh, the, the couple of players that he talked about today, and again, we'll, we'll deep dive on these and other episodes, but I, I've been told there is significant interest in retaining Duncan Robinson, but potentially as a trade chip. I mean, not necessarily as a core focus of their offense. Okay. He could be, but he also could be a player who's moved um, in a sign and trade scenario. So, I mean, I, I think that uh, again, what Pat talked about today, he went through all those maneuvers too. He, he like named them off. We, well, he did, but what Pat talked to them, what Pat talked about today, the way Pat started. Okay which was Jimmy and Bam, is where his head's at, okay? What happened later when reporters started asking about specific players, Pat would then throw them into the mix, specifically Tyler Hero, okay? Hero was not mentioned early, but when he was asked about specifically, then Pat mentioned him as a core player. He did not mention him as a core player at the very start. In fact, there's a reporter uh, who's a very good reporter down here who tweeted that Hero was one of the core players that Pat mentioned. And I got a text from another media member who was like, well, he really didn't. I'm like, no, he really didn't. He, he added it after other reporters asked the question about him. This is about, again, Jimmy, 
and bam. And, and I think what we get back to here, Greg, is that, you know, you know, the question is, can these be the two best players on, you know, a championship level team? I think they believe they can be, but a lot of other stuff has to go right around it. And, and that's, and that gets into like the discussion about bam, which, you know, I thought Ira asked a good question. I think it was Ira about whether or not, you know, he saw Bam as a four or as a five. And Pat didn't want to sort of jump on Eric's toes too much on this kind of stuff. He kind of said, well, Eric will decide and all that. But what he was basically saying was you can't find everything in one player. He, like he was describing a player to me that they would want in the front court. And it sounded like a John Collins type player. But then there were certain things that John Collins doesn't even do. Right, Greg? So it's like, I, I don't think that they, I don't think the player that they want other than Kawhi Leonard really exists that satisfies everything that would complement these guys. I feel like it's more Jimmy and Bam. And if you can't get a Kawhi, then it's just finding better surrounding pieces to help the two of them flourish. I don't think he blames the two of them as much for what happened in the playoff series. No, I'm with you there. I think that it has a lot to do with that. If there were a bunch of uh, rim protecting big men who could switch when they have to, and also hit threes and, you know, like a lot of people like point to miles Turner, for instance, but there's a lot of things miles Turner would have, would have difficulties with in, a, in an Eric Spolster defense with switching and stuff like that. So there's even a player like him who would be an elite fit in theory next to Bam Adebayo. I'm using him as a total, just an example. Like there's not that many of those guys that, fit that profile and particularly when your resources are limited from a spending perspective um they get even more finite so like i, I just think that what one thing i will take away from that and i know we're going to talk a lot more about bam because i thought some of the things pat said about bam were really interesting today but just from an on-court perspective i get the vibe that there may be a little bit of a push pull in terms of riley maybe seeing what ad lebron and another big are able to do in la and seeing bam and jimmy and wondering what another big that would be capable enough next to those two would look like and spolstra has consistently sized down so it'd just be interesting to see from a roster building perspective how they plug those holes well i i think it's interesting you said that because when pat was asked about the idea of even playing precious with bam together or then i think ira asked or deadman with bam together and Pat pretty much said, well, you go with whatever's working. And then Pat later on said something, which he actually shortchanged the organization. He said, well, what are we like 15 games over 500 in the last two seasons? They're a lot better than that. Okay. But it, it almost sounds to me like with some of the stuff that Pat was saying, there was a little bit of a nudge to Spolstra to do things in a little bit more of an old school way. Right. Like I, I know I don't want to go too deep in a BAM here, Alex, because I, you know, I asked Pat two questions about Bam, which I got like a six minute answer. And I want to really spend an entire episode on that, which was about, you know, whether or not you can, a guy can become a takeover player. Okay. Or whether he has to be born that way. And I thought Pat's answer What's was some interesting examples there. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was fascinating too. But what I want to, what I want to get into here is with Bam, the specific thing was, you know, he talked about a sort of play style with Bam and he did say, and you have said this, Okay that Spo can do some things to maybe uh, maybe change in terms of the way that Bam is used. And he did acknowledge that the dribble handoff puts him in a position of being a facilitator. He didn't, I don't think he said dribble handoff, but that's basically what he was talking about. Right. So I felt like 
Pat didn't want to sort of coach for Spo today, but I thought he did a little bit of coaching for Spo, at least putting the bug in his ear. Yeah, I definitely noticed a, a lot of those same things you're talking about. And, you know, I, I did a little fist bump when he said that about, uh, <laughs> and that's me being an objective journalist, by the way, <laughs> when he said the thing about, you know, Bam, maybe finding a balance between being a playmaker and scorer. Because you know me, I couldn't agree more. But and the the other part that you started there with, uh, the two bigs, you could tell. I, this is the feeling I got from watching it. You could tell that in in the group of guys that really make decisions there in the front office and that have a lot of influence, he's definitely one that is about going back to playing two bigs. And maybe he doesn't believe in playing the, in it full time, but I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I I think Deadman isn't the guy that I would. You know, I, I'm not against seeing that in spurts, but Deadman isn't the guy in theory who who will get a lot of playing time next to Bam. And it's tough to look at the market and find uh, other than, you know, John Collins, because to me, like I'm, I'm a little bit more worried about the guard stuff, but I'm not against trying to go for both looks. Right. Like having an Ariza type next to Bam and having a big that you can feel comfortable, about, comfortable about playing next to Bam or without Bam. And I think they kind of went after somebody like that last offseason who's going to be available again this offseason in Serge Ibaka. You know, he's mm -hmm. been kind of banged up with the Clippers. But outside of him, I don't really see a lot of names. And somebody like him, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. But, I, you know, everything that you were talking about, it stood out to me too, for sure. Yeah, and when we come back, we want to talk about sort of the forgotten man um, that only one question was asked about today. So we're going to address that next. Before we do, I'll tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Everything Trade Shows. If your company goes to trade shows, you might need a trade show exhibit. You might need help to get going again after COVID or during COVID. Maybe your marketing team isn't even fully back yet, so you need a one-stop shop. The trade sh shows are back. So get the full booth build, get the design, get a one-stop shop for trade shows, logistics, booth, graphics, Furniture, flooring, and even some tips so you get noticed. That's at everythingtradeshows.com. Everythingtradeshows.com. They'll even tell you whether to rent or whether to buy. They're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 states. Schedule a free consultation. You can mention five reasons, and you'll get a free booth rendering. That's right. They'll show you exactly what it's going to look like for free. So, again, it's everythingtradeshows.com, 954-791-8882, 954-791-8882. Eighty-eight, eighty-two. That's everythingtradeshows.com, and make sure you mention five reasons. All right, let's um, let's get to the forgotten man, Victor Oladipo. Um, Riley's comment about Oladipo was, I would say, is it fair to say, Greg disconnected yeah. a little bit, like, like it didn't non-committal, right, and not. Um, he was agnostic towards Oladipo. Like, I guess I'll put it this way. Do you remember when the Heat traded for Goran? And obviously they gave up a lot more and it was different circumstances, but there's been other guys that have been acquired mid-season. And after the season, generally, Pat or whoever speaks, kind of um, most of the time, because it's a player that you targeted and acquired, you talk them up a little bit. 
at least something. You say something to the effect of, we'd love to see him as part of our future. We'll see what the market dictates. Because he said a lot of that, we'll see what the market dictates today regarding other players, Mm -hmm. which is a really nice way of saying, uh, if these guys get priced out of our range, peace out. But Oladipo, he didn't even really say that. It just seemed like Oladipo was so far from playing that it's kind of an afterthought. And maybe that November timetable is just not fitting with the uh, window that he's trying to kind of, uh, you know, when he talked about not deferring any further mm-hmm. and Oladipo um, investment is kind of deferring another season. So I, I, it was weird and um, they're going to be unemotional as it relates to Victor Oladipo. That's my projection. Yeah. And I think also not just the projection of when he's be backfitting, but also, you know, the idea of, <laughs> of him actually fitting with this program. I, I just, I didn't get that sense. There wasn't a ton of warmth there. Um, he did say we knew it was a risk, you know, and he mentioned the four games, but I feel like the, it's more to it than that. And look, we've all talked, we've talked about what's going on behind the scenes a little bit and, and that there, there were some misgivings and, and some, some concerns. Um, and so, you know, you, and, and again, the press release itself was, to that effect to a certain degree. So I, I, I wasn't, I guess, wasn't expecting warm from Pat, but I was expecting maybe a little bit more of a door open. I don't know if that was a message to Vic that like, you're, you mean, you're not going to get the money you want here. So you're going to have to come in, you know, where we, where we want you to be. I mean, Alex, what did you take from the, the Oladipo? Very thing? similar to what you guys are talking about there. I just think it was a very, it was com- almost like the, 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 the least he could say I feel like and I'm not even saying that in a negative way I'm just saying like he's doing it to kind of uh sound almost neutral right we're like okay we're doing the right thing he's gonna rehab we're not rehab but he's gonna be with us as he kind of gets back and you know like I'm sure he said something at uh, at the end there of his answer regarding all the depot that was like, Oh, you know, we'll set, we'll sit down in August and we'll talk. And that sounds a lot to me. Like, you know, he's not one of our priorities. And if, if he comes at the right price, then maybe we'll, we'd like to have you back, but they're definitely not going to commit a large amount of money to him. And at least that that's, that's, you know, kind of the tone that he gave off that he's not one of the priorities saying when he said, as we do with all our, uh free agents yeah. he'll be working yeah. out at the facility i just felt like that was like right. the warmest thing that he could get out yeah. and i don't even know that that was meant to be warm it's almost like you're gonna work at our facility i maybe he didn't mean it that way but that's that's kind of how it came to me um again pat doesn't waste words in these things i mean when he says you know when he was sending messages to lebron that we know really didn't work okay or to others that did work. I mean, he, he knows what he's saying. He has a message he wants to get across. I mean, the primary message is usually in the opening and the closing and the open. I mean, I've done like a million of these with him. Okay. And, and, you know, the opening today was basically what happened happened and then we're moving forward. And there was a lot of talk about getting rest. There was a lot, he did defend the heats, you know, work in the bubble. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, he, the message he was sending today was, okay, it happened. It was bad. He called the, the loss to Milwaukee bad, which I don't think there's any, I mean, that, that's sort of the tamest word you could give for it. Um, so we, but he, he didn't sugarcoat it, but at the same time, like it was okay. And we're moving on. Okay. And I think his premise was we're moving on in a lot of ways. Okay. We're not moving on from the head coach. We may not be moving on from a lot of the assistants. We may not be moving on from the front office, but some of these guys have either going to have to get coming at our price or they're going to go, or even if they do come in at their price, they're going to go. 
Um, the final word today, and and, and then uh, I just want to mention again, prizepicks.com, use the code five, use the code five, get yourself that bonus. That's the best way to play daily fantasy. Um, we're going to start doing a prize pick show on the YouTube channel pretty much almost every other day. So we'll try to give you some tips on how to play it in the NBA and in other sports. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code five, get that bonus. We've got people signing up every day. But but here, to me, this was the uh, the end, cl- the close here, and this is a good way for us to close there will be a lot of news over the summer. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the last shout out is we'll be back. Um, how confident did you come across in this presser? I'll give you guys one minute each. The fact that they will be back. Alex first. If I had to put a percentage, I would put like 80%, 85% maybe. I feel pretty good about this team going forward. I felt that way before the presser. And Pat Riley just still... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many years he's been in the game doing this. It doesn't matter all the slander he catches from Heat Twitter when things go bad. He's still really good at seeing the right things during these pressers. I'm. He's just that charismatic, and you could tell. Like he's still the same old Pat, and I mean that in the most positive of ways. Like he reassures me as somebody who grew up a Heat fan and grew up loving Pat Riley. Like he's he kind of. I think he says all the right things in the sense that you know we're we're not just going to try to run everything back and uh you know do everything the same we learn from our mistakes i think some of the rumors that have come out ha- have been like stuff that has almost leaned in a lot of the fans ways and kind of the the, the way that they want the organization to move forward uh this offseason and i think he i think he did a great job today of towing the line between like you know we have a lot of respect for the guys we have and the stuff they've done but we're not you know we're not afraid of shaking this whole thing up and just the way that he goes about it, like kind of going through different guys' games, including Tyler, who he did a whole lot of buildup on today, talking about how he could finish and handle with both hands. And he's an exceptional ball handler and this and that. Like, I do think he has a lot of respect for these guys. But to me, he, he's just he's still a master orator as somebody who's been around for so long. And I feel more confident right now, I think, if I'm a Heat fan than I did before that, you know, they're looking in the right direction and they're, they're really looking to take the next step as a win now team because they really, you know, they didn't come out like a win now team losing in four games in the first round. So I've had the opportunity to meet uh, and shake hands with Pat Riley two or three times in my life. I was much younger. Wow. Um, and uh, as you guys know, as the resident Riley stand for me to be able to join that zoom call today was really, really dope. Um, and so let me just acknowledge that first and take that, that opportunity to say that that was super cool. Um, the biggest takeaway was for me, um, it, it didn't really change what I thought was going to happen because of, you know, kind of some of the Intel that's been coming in. And I also think if you look at other media members that are highly credible in this market and what they've written in the last few days about heat fan expectations. I think everybody's kind of being prepped for a roster overhaul. And my biggest takeaway was, is that when Riley was asked tougher questions than usual, not just the basic, like, what are you going to do with your mid-level exception kind of question? Like I thought Ethan, Barry and Ira all asked really great questions today And he was more honest, uh, and I don't mean that he's dishonest usually, but more um, authentic, genuine, and just not really worried about what everyone 
cared about what he was going to say. And I thought, I just feel like the more and more he does that year over year, it's just refreshing to see Pat open up. So I like that. That was fun for me to watch. And uh, yeah, they're, they're going to figure this thing out. You guys know that they always do. He's less sentimental after bad finishes. That's sort of the way that this thing plays out. He, he has trouble letting go after a team exceeds expectations. Uh, we've seen that repeatedly. Um, I think the only exception was he had trouble letting go to the late 90s teams, but it's because he was in the room with them. And I, he just, it was hard for him to trade a PJ Brown who had done everything he asked him to do, even though, you know, that group with PJ and MASH had gone about as far as it could go until he finally flipped it at the end. And it probably would have worked if Zoe hadn't gotten sick. Um, but he is, he has trouble letting go of guys who've given a lot to the organization. I think that's over now for this year. I think that he looks at it like he gave that group a two-year run. It was two seasons and one. They did great things, but ultimately they made a decision to go out and get Jimmy. They made a decision to go out and extend Bam. He says, we didn't miss, make mistakes on either of those two guys. They're building around those two guys. If Tyler Hero gets with the program, gets in the weight room, maybe he becomes a, a big asset for the Heat. Or maybe he goes somewhere else. I, I thought some of the hero stuff, we're going to devote an entire episode of that. I thought some of the hero stuff was pumping an asset. Um, I, I, that, I've, yeah. been, I've been on those calls with Pat long enough to know. I, I, I feel that's, that's the same kind of thing. before, but did, wanted to be a little bit nicer about it. No, I, I, I just, I mean, look, it, it's when he used to talk about Quran or when he used to talk about Josh Richardson right before he flipped him. I, I, he also made sure not to talk about Duncan's number, his cap number yes. at all. It's like, yeah. let's not even bring that up. Let's, right. Well, let's, right. We're going to say, we're going to do a whole episode on that. So that's where we're going here. Check out our sponsor, cpt-florida.com. That's for CPT South Florida. Everything tradeshows.com. Mention five reasons in all these situations and prize picks. Com. Use the code five. We got plenty of content off this Pat call. We're going to, we're going to map out the next week and bring all of that to you. Check out the YouTube channel and thanks for joining us. I'm leaving because I'm going on clutch corner right now. They're going to grill me. You can trade the depth in a COVID season. Be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.